Hello, and a warm welcome to the Northern Grower podcast. My name is Erin, and I am an educator, homesteader, and gardener here in Alberta, Canada. I garden in a Zone 3 climate, and here in our homestead, we have a small-scale ag business. We produce seeds for sale, grow vegetables, and flowers. I created this podcast as a place to share my passion and help educate others to grow their homesteads and gardens, increase their self-sufficiency, and also as an educative and creative outlet for others to connect with and for myself. Even if you are not a cool climate or a northern or Canadian grower, feel free to stick around. Not only do I discuss gardening topics for cold climate growers, but this season I will be sharing homestead life, stories, history of agriculture episodes, and some plant lore along the way. So thanks for being here. So for this week's episode, I thought it will be brief, but I thought it is important. I thought it would be interesting to just talk about gardening zones, USDA zones or hardiness zones, like we use them a lot. And I'm sure many of us have looked at the map and picked our zone or heard from other gardeners what zone we are in. Or if you're a new gardener and you're just, you know, you're all about just going out to buy seeds and then suddenly you're going, wait, zones? You might see zones being mentioned everywhere. People also really like to identify their gardening as, I'm a zone three gardener. I garden in zone six. I homestead in zone four or five. So it's it's everywhere, right? And I bet a lot of us are kind of using that especially new gardeners, and looking that up. But we don't really understand what it is or how, like, how it has a difference. Like, why why, why is that important, right? Um, so we're going to just look at the what, why, and how of gardening zones. So if you are new to home gardening or a seasoned homesteader, and you simply want to absorb some more gardening know-how and info, then listen up. So basically, it is important to realize that there are two versions of gardening zones out there. That is the USDA and also which is the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture map. And then there is the Canadian Hardiness Zones map. The USDA zones were made for Canada and Mexico as well. And so if you are in Canada in particular, it is important to ensure you are looking at either the USDA zone or a Canadian zone um, when purchasing a plant or if you're reading um, like US content and you're looking at plants and it gives the USDA zone, you just need to check that it will work for you in Canada, that you will have to do some cross comparisons just to um, make sure that it will work for you here because there is a USDA zone map, there is a Canadian plant hardiness map. I personally, when I talk about zones, I'm using the Canadian, um, the plant hardiness map. There is also a map for of Canadian zones based on the USDA measurements as well. Um, so that is based on the minimum uh, temperature model that the USDA uses. Um, so just to make sure that there is some difference there. Um, I haven't found, for me anyway, the numbers don't actually vary too much. On the Canadian hardiness um, zones, I am, I think, 3, 3B, 
and then if I use the minimum temperature model, I'm 3A. So it's not too it's not too much difference, um, but it's just important to be aware of that. And so let's just take a quick dive into the background of both the USDA model and Canadian model as they were modeled on different factors. And it's just kind of interesting and it's good to know. And especially, hey, if you're new here, newbie gardeners, or you're just new to gardening in Canada, then um, it is important to know because what zone you're in, because it will affect, especially if you're a northern cold climate grower, right? We have so many um, factors, temperature being the biggest one and frost-free days of what we can actually grow. So let's look at the USDA zones. Their map of zones is based on the US, Mexico, and Canada, and they model their zones based on the average annual minimum temperature. So it basically shows the lowest annual temperatures in a given area. And their map is divided into 13 zones based on a 10 degree Fahrenheit difference. And then each zone is further divided into two subzones, usually A and B, which are, will have a five degree Fahrenheit difference. So for example, on the USDA map, zone three is marked as anywhere with an average annual minimum winter temperature of minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit to minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or Canadians, if you use Celsius, minus 34.4 degrees Celsius to minus 40 degrees Celsius. So they have that zone three. And then zone three is divided into 3A, which just has the five degree Fahrenheit difference of minus 35 degrees to minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And zone 3B is minus 30 to minus 35 degrees Fahrenheit. So I hope that makes sense. That's just how they have um, decided, decided to structure their zones. It is based on the minimum temperatures. Um, and then those from there, you can then subdivide them into five degree to temperature zones, which have a difference of five degrees Fahrenheit in their minimum temperatures. So I hope that just helps a little bit understand what their zone model is based off. And next, we're going to look at Canadian hardiness zones, which are based on different values than USDA zones. But because there's often a need to compare things, especially when it comes to trade between Canada and the US, Canada did come up with a map of hardiness zones based on the USDA model, which is supposed to just allow for an easier cross comparison with the states. And I'm going to put links to the maps in the show notes if you want to check them out, by the way. So some of you are probably already clued in, you know what zone you're good. Um, but I know for me, when I started gardening, I did not, like I could look at the map and figure out the zones, but I didn't actually know what that zone was based off. I was just like, oh, that's the zone I need to garden in. But it's it's just really good extra info to understand what that zone uh, is based off and why your area is allocated a certain zone. And yeah, if you're a new gardener, um, you definitely need to just check into what zone you are gardening in because that can affect when you put your plants out, uh, when you transplant plants out, when you plant, if you're buying seedlings, um, when you plant those in your garden, 
Um, it can affect what varieties of plants you plant because some zones um, have very short frost-free days. And so some varieties that take a really long time to harvest will not work for that zone. Um, so a lot of times, such as in my zone, which is zone three, I have to get varieties that are short and quick to harvest unless you're going to add in some season extension on that, such as hoop houses, greenhouses, cold frames to extend your season because our season is very short. Um, although I know some people are colder and have even shorter seasons. Um, and also if you're purchasing perennials, shrubs, trees for land, then it is important to understand what zone you are in because you need to make sure that tree is going to survive usually the winter is going to survive the winter temperatures in your particular zone so it does it is important to just know what zone you're in if you're going to purchase plants or seeds to start so we're just going to take a brief pause here to let you know about the sponsor for this episode which is me or my family's homestead business greenwich seed co we grow and sell heirloom vegetable flower and herb seeds here in alberta and for being a listener you can take 15 that's one five percent off with the code northern grower so it's northern grower no spaces no capitals at greenwitchseed.ca link will be in the show notes your purchase of seeds helps with paying for hosting and equipment for the podcast, helps also uh, reimburse my time too, put into writing and researching the info and just putting it together. So that's awesome as well. But if you enjoy the show and you, you don't want to buy seeds, you don't have the income to purchase seeds, you can always buy me a coffee or leave a tip at the link in the show notes. Uh, seriously, every little bit helps. It just keeps the show going and the lights on around here. So thank you. And if you don't have anything to donate, you just enjoy listening. You follow us on Instagram. You are just here, just enjoying some gardening podcast stuff. Then welcome anyway. Thank you just for being here listening. I appreciate that so much. So on to Canadian plant hardiness models. So... In Canada, we kind of did things really different um, when it came to creating the plant hardiness zones. It was designed for trees and shrubs, and they did not just create zones based on average minimum temperature like the USDA, but they really went to town on a specific formula based on a variety of climatic conditions. Actually, there were seven variables, and there's a formula they used I looked up the formula. It looks really intense. I'm not overly a very mathematics person, but I'm sure if you like algebraic formulas, it is probably pretty interesting. The formula was originally formulated in 1967 by Ule and Shirk. And I will post a link to the formula and its info so you can take a peek at it if you are interested. Um, and that formula, of course, is still used today. Um, but they did. We did update um, regularly. Those maps will get updated, and there will just be more recent climatic data put into the formula to update the zones um, as needed. Because of course, climatic conditions vary. 
they change over time. So there's times when these maps do get updated as well. So these seven climatic variables that Canadian hardiness zones are based off are um, the average month, the monthly average of coldest temperatures for the coldest month, the number of frost-free days above zero degrees, the amount of rainfall from June to November, the average of the daily maximum temperatures of the warmest month, the winter factor, which I think, so it, I was looking, it was winter factor, and then here's my math skills, my fantastic math skills coming into play. I was like, I think they're calculated on rainfall in January and cold temperatures, something to do with that. The maximum snow depth and the maximum wind gust in 30 years. So that's my gist from when I read that of what I understood those seven variables it's based on. I may have butchered that um, because there was some reading of the formula. But if I did butcher it, be kind if I did. That was my best understanding of it. But as you can see, um, their calculations are pretty complex and the Canada map has also been updated using data from 1961 to 1990 as of course climate has changed. So it's currently um, pretty accurate. So it's been updated. So as you can see, that's just our Canadian hardiness map and I will post a link to both of the maps um, there are two maps for Canada. There's the minimum temperature map, which is based on the USDA modeling. And then there is the Canadian hardiness map, which is based on all of those uh, variables I just talked to you about. Right. So I hope you enjoyed the very brief episode today. Just that little insight into zones, why they matter. They do matter. Um, and just the background info, if you're ever curious about them, that's that's how they came up with the zones. That's that's um, how they come up with them. And they are very important to help you be successful in your garden. And make sure you're buying plants that are suitable to your zone. You are planting out at suitable times for your zone. You are transplanting into the ground. You are starting seeds at a good time for your zone. So I hope that just gave some insight into that today. Uh, next episode will be on seed jargon. So if you've ever been shopping for seeds and there are so many labels out there, organic, GMO, heirloom, open pollinated, um, we are going to delve into what does all that mean? So we're going to take a look at what does all this labeling on seeds actually mean? Um, that's going to be probably quite a long episode, um, quite a bit of writing for that on my end. So that will be the next episode. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading. I really appreciate it. You can find me at the underscore northern underscore grower on Instagram. You can also email me at the northern grower podcast at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out. And I really hope you have a bountiful and wonderful growing season. Thank you so much.